Good morning. Welcome to All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church. My name is Barbara Gerald. I'm the chaplain here. We are an intentionally diverse community, and we hold that you do not have to think alike in order to love alike. In our movement, we go beyond creeds and understand that that which is greater than all and a part of each goes beyond any words we can use to describe it. Uh, we're glad that you're here with us this morning. Uh, activities for our church are listed in an insert in your orders of service. I want you to know that visitors are welcome at any of those things that you see listed. If you have questions about that, if you have questions about membership, if you have questions about Unitarian Universalism, there are people in the foyer that are there to answer your questions when the service is over. Also, following our service today, there will be a newcomer information session. Um, it begins about 12.30, so there ought to be plenty of time for everybody that wants to stay to grab a plate from the potluck and uh, make their way in there. You don't have to eat. You don't have to stay for the uh, newcomer th information session in order to have attend the potluck. So we're very flexible and uh, just want to get to know you a little better. Uh, the newcomer information session is something we do once a month following the service where we share a little bit of information about Unitarian Universalism and about our church and find out a little bit more about you and try to answer your questions um, in a concentrated setting. Um, we also, this morning, uh, we're preparing for our silent auction, which is one of our largest fundraisers for the year. And this morning, I believe Pam Holt has an announcement about that. It's getting closer. <laughs> this morning, the invitations are ready. We would like to ask each of you to take some to send to your friends and put a nice little note inside about how much you hope they will join us. Now, here's why you want to take some for your own selfish reasons. To win the prize for bringing the most guests, you have to bring at least six guests. The prize is a night at the Robinson, including dinner and the movie, and $100. But if you come alone, you can't win it. Okay. Also, the donation sheets are out there for the business donations and the personal donations. And I brought a sneak preview for you today. Leslie Craig has donated over a hundred of Life magazines from the 60s. We have Sophia, we have Sinatra, we have Did Oswald Act Alone, sorry, and we have the Beatles. So if you were born in the 60s or have a loved one born in the 60s or are just interested in history, you need to be at the silent auction. Thank you. <laughs> Ron, was there anything else that I left out that you think we need to include about the newcomer session? Yes, please. That's the best part of my job. Uh, I'm Ron Thurston. I'm membership chair. Uh, we have uh, three new members that have recently joined I wanted to recognize this morning. I have notes, so don't, don't forget here. Uh, Janet Hennigan. Janet, would you please stand? And we also have uh, Jude Frazier and Mary Gibson are here. Here they are. Welcome. Thank you.
You have to come a lot if you're going to know everybody that's here now. Um, as we move towards the body of the service, I would remind you, please, to silence or turn off all your electronic noisemakers. Let us enter the spirit of worship. Because of those who came before, we are. In spite of their failings, we believe. Because of and in spite of the horizons of their vision, we too dream. So just as they have done, let us together take a leap of faith, remembering to praise, to live in the moment, to love mightily, to bow to the mystery. Our chalice lighters this morning are Amy and Aspen Weigold. In the light of the chalice, in the light of the chalice this morning, we have the words of Elizabeth Strong. Our Unitarian heritage bids us light our chalice in the name of freedom, in the light of reason, in actions of tolerance. We gather in community to celebrate a heritage of freedom, reason, and tolerance. Our universalist heritage bids us light our chalice in the name of faith, in the light of hope, in actions of love. We gather in community to celebrate a heritage of faith, hope, and love. And in that spirit, will you stand in body or spirit, as you are willing, and join us in the unison affirmation, which is printed in your order of service. Love is the doctrine of this church. The quest for truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. To dwell together in peace, to seek knowledge in freedom, to serve human need, to the end that all souls shall grow into harmony with the sacred. Thus do we covenant with each other. It helps if you grab the microphone that has the cord attached to it. I know you're impressed with my vast technical knowledge. Um, Could I have the members of the pre-K and K-1 class come and join me up here? It's okay. Or whoever wants to, which may be Andrew. Come on, Cooper. Come on, Zan. And Noah, their teacher. Noah has been a wonderful teacher in that room. Noah grew up in this program, and now he's teaching in this program, and that's awesome. And, okay, wait, no dancing, not just yet. (laughs) Um, And also teaching in there was Ashley Mills, who's now in England, and also Ginger Lowe and Sarah Boswell have both taught in there. So it's been a real team effort. And if you all would like to come down, too, uh, that'd be great, but it's okay. (laughs) Do you all remember the story of the Good Samaritan? They have been learning. I should tell you, first of all, they have been learning about the sources of Unitarian Universalism. And one of our sources, of course, are the stories from our Jewish and Christian heritage, because that's where we came from. If I start telling the story, maybe it'll ring a bell. There was a man that was traveling on a hot and dusty road. This was the Jericho Road. This was the road between Jerusalem and Jericho. And we have some pretty hot, dusty roads in Louisiana, right? Well, picture one of those except really steep and really rocky, and there's no McDonald's, there's nothing, there's no place to stop. And it was just a haven for robbers, bad people that wanted to hurt people. And this man, do you remember what happened to him? He was traveling, and what happened to him? Do you remember? 
He was beaten and robbed, and the robbers took everything. They took all of his money, all of his food. They even took most of his clothes. And the poor man was just, was just lying there, pretty much thinking he was going to die. Well, along comes a priest, you know, a holy man, and he thinks, good. They're, they're, this guy's bound to save me. He's on his last legs. What did he do? Do you remember what he did, what the priest did? The story's really... <laughs> <laughs> he just walked on by. He didn't do a thing. And so the man is just, oh, well, this is it. I'm dying. And then he saw a Levite. And these are also very holy, very religious people. And he thought, okay, surely now I'm going to get some help. He went over to the other side of the road to avoid the guy. He don't want to have anything to do with him. So at that point, he's just saying, okay, this is it. He kind of lapses into unconsciousness. He's, he's bleeding. I mean, he's just on the side of the road with no hope. All of a sudden, he's aware that he's being lifted gently onto a horse and taken down the road. And by the way that the man talks to him in kind of a nice, soothing way, he can, and by the way that he's dressed when he sort of opens his eyes and looks, he knows this is a Samaritan. Well, this traveler is a Hebrew, and the Hebrews and the Samaritans traditionally haven't liked each other at all. I mean, they, they, they don't. He, he's been taught that Samaritans are unclean. He doesn't like them. And yet here's this guy, and he's being nice to him, and he takes him to a hotel, and he pays for his room, and he buys him, he gives him, leaves enough money for him to have medical care so he can get well. And all of that. And then the man just goes on his way and he does a kindness. And this was a story that Jesus told because somebody asked him, who is my neighbor? And what was his answer? Who is your neighbor? You have a neighbor? Wonderful, but when Jesus was talking about who is your neighbor, who do you think he meant? Did he mean just the people right next door to you? Did he mean just the people in your town? Who did he mean? Everybody. That's right. He meant everybody. Well, thank you guys for coming up here and seeing me. So Jesus said everybody is our neighbor. And I I don't know about you. Is anybody thirsty? Would anybody like some water? You would? Okay, okay, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, all that talk about a hot, dusty road. It's got me kind of thirsty, but before I get into water. So... How do you think we could help with that? What do you think that we could do to maybe help see that more people in the, in the world get water more like this? I have a way that you can do that and you don't even have to 
leave Shreveport, and it's called the Crop Walk. Down the hall, there's a table in the social hall that tells you all about the shreveport Bozier Crop Hunger Walk. It's going to be Sunday, October 24th at Noel Memorial United Methodist Church. You'll sign up at 2.30 and walk at 3 o'clock. It's three miles. Here's the deal. You can sign up to not walk. You can sign up to collect donations. Making the walk itself will be fun. You'll be people with, from all faiths in Shreveport. But if you want to just solicit money, get donations, 25% of the funds stay here in Shreveport to deal with hunger issues. We have um, about 90,000 people in our area right here in Shreveport who have some kind of food insecurity, whether it's not knowing where their next meal is coming from or whether it's um, having food insecurity, not being close to good fresh food, not having a grocery store in their neighborhood. So the 25% that stays local will go to the Northwest Louisiana Food Bank. 75% of the money goes all over the world for projects that do things like help people to clean up their water, help people to grow more food. So that they can have access to more good, nutritious food. It's sponsored by an organization called Church World Service. You can give your money to them, and they'll spread it out among their projects, or you can designate your own favorite service organization. And guess what one of those is? Anybody take a wild guess? I heard it from somebody, yeah, the Unitarian Universalist Service Committee is one of those. So when you donate your money, when your walker either solicits your money or you solicit contributions, you can ask your donors to put down whether they want the money to go to church world service or to um, UU Service Committee specifically or some other group that you feel is doing good in the world. They just want the money to go to take care of the problems it's not a turf war. They don't, they don't mind who takes care of the problem as long as somebody does. So I hope you'll pick up a donor envelope, start getting some money. There's a way to go online and solicit money too, kind of like Amanda and Sherry did for the breast cancer walk. So I would really appreciate if we had good, good participation from this church. Words and deeds of prophetic women and men which challenge us to confront powers and structures of evil with justice, compassion, and the transforming power of love. That is the second source of our faith. And both the children and the adults have been learning about these heroic forerunners who boldly took their own leaps of faith and faced all manner of adversity and danger to leave the world a better place. You'll hear about some of them in the choir song, and the words are in your order of service. What they dreamed is ours to do, and the second offertory this morning will support UUA efforts to honor our past by marking the 50th anniversary of our merger, and more importantly, to honor our future and grow this faith by establishing mentoring relationships between congregation. The first offertory, as always, will support and sustain this congregation in the here and now, that we may continue to be a light to lead the way on the Jericho Road. 
1970, Unitarian Universalism became the first religious faith to speak out against discrimination against bisexual, gay, lesbian, and transgender people. Over the years, we provided inclusive sexuality education for our children, welcomed people of all sexual orientations into our ministry, worked to end our own homophobia, and spoke against injustice in the wider world. Our congregations became places where same-sex couples could hold ceremonies of union, where youth could come out safely, where people could be whole human beings. The first welcoming congregation was certified in 1991, and today over half of all Unitarian Universalist congregations have this official certification, and our own has begun the process of making official the status we have endeavored to live now for years. We have worked locally and denominationally for equal marriage, and Unitarian Universalists were among the first to license, marry, and be married in same-sex weddings in progressive places. So by all rights, this year's National Coming Out Day, celebrated October 11th, tomorrow, should be a day of celebration, of honoring this aspect of our past and our present. But then there are the names. Tyler Clementi, Seth Walsh, Billy Lucas, Asher Brown. All bright young lives taken by their own hands, and they are by far not the first, just maybe the most recent, perhaps some of the youngest, and perhaps, if these losses are to have any meaning at all, maybe, finally, the turning point. We learned in the new UU class that the fugitive slave law finally broadened the abolitionist movement once thought too radical. The dogs and fire hoses woke up a nation still tisking and nattering about states' rights. Even as children die, many school systems, including our own, have refused to introduce anti-bullying curricula and enforcement that would include sexual orientation and gender identity as worthy of our protection from the daily harassment that becomes such torture for young and fragile hearts. Southern Poverty Law Center offers one free of charge, and it's excellent. We teach our children respect and love for people of all faiths and the true wisdom found in all of them. We should never retreat from that, and somehow it is time to speak the truth of our own faith, strongly, clearly, and with great love, to stand proudly on our universalist tradition that says no loving God could possibly cast God's children into the fire, not in some fiery place of stories meant to frighten, nor into any kind of human-created hell on earth, to stand on the side of love. Will you join me in the spirit of prayer? We call on the God of our many understandings. We call on the source and spirit of all life. We call on the highest, best part of ourselves. Help us to remember that we hold in our hearts and in our hands a faith that truly has the power to save. When we need to find courage, Remind us of the strong and powerful shoulders on which we stand. Shoulders sturdy enough to brace us for the leap of faith that is ours to take when we reach out to those whose faith communities have said to them, You are not invited, not as you are. Keep in our hearts a calm at the center and the words of a song we sometimes sing. How could anyone ever tell you you are anything less than beautiful? 
And let us say, when you are ready, come out, and for now, come in. Let us keep these things close to our hearts now as we enter the silence. As many of us learn in our daily lives, it can be complicated to answer the question, what do Unitarian Universalists believe in a faith where the answers to what do I believe and what do we believe can be two very different things or different kinds of answers. As they continue on the journey of developing their own beliefs and learning more about the beliefs and values we share as a community, our children practice strategies for sharing our faith in a respectful way, especially when they may encounter some challenging questions. These sample conversations that the children will um, read for you are adapted from the UU Kids book, which our children receive as a transitional gift when they move up to our second through fifth grade class. And these conversations, when they talked about them in class, um, spurred a lot of talk and a lot of thought among them, and they'd like to share some of that with you. Unitarian Universalists believe in God. We can each have our own ideas and beliefs about God. God is a great mystery, and no one can know about God for sure. Why do you use believe that by the Bible is the only world of God? Most of us believe it is a whole library of books written long ago by a lot of people different by a lot of different people trying to understand God. We believe that other books from other religions have much wisdom to share too. Do you use believe in Jesus? Was Jesus the Son of God? We believe he was a great religious teacher, a human who human being who felt very close to God and thought that all people could have that kind of life. Or our faith originally came from his teaching uh, teachings about how we should treat each other. The Unitarian Universalists pray. Many of us pray or meditate or f- find a way to be quiet with our own thoughts and feelings. We all have our own ideas about prayer. Most you use who pray would hope to feel in touch with the power of goodness and the the universe that many people call God. Some of us say that the kind of prayer that helps us look inside 
ourselves can, so we can see, so we can live a better life. Do you do Unitarian Universalists believe you go to heaven or hell after you die? You believe that no one can possibly know for certain what happens after we die. As Universalists, most of us believe there is no actual place called hell, and we have many different beliefs about what happens after this life. We all agree that we should make this life the best it can be. Well, what do Unitarian Universalists believe? We each come to our own beliefs through a free and responsible search. We can be all together in the same church because we make promises to each other that we will treat each other fairly and kindly that we will let all of our voices be heard, that we will take care of the earth, and that we will respect each other's rights and to our own ideas about God. Thank you. In small ways, a little at a time, it may be getting a little easier to be a Unitarian Universalist in this world. Participation has grown in events like World Religion Day, where people seek a greater understanding of other faith traditions, and national surveys of more mainstream Christians tell us that more and more of them, especially the younger ones, are open to the idea that all religions can be a path to God. This seems to stand in really stark contrast to the very loud and polarizing voices that often monopolize the national conversation. And in response to such surveys, they only get louder. I want to believe, I have to believe, that this is just the last loud bellow of resistance against the change that is slowly coming, or is already here. If, as Theodore Parker said, the arc of the moral universe bends towards justice, it may ever so slowly be bending toward understanding and acceptance as well. As we try to do what Gandhi said, to be the change we wish to see in the world, we still encounter challenges and questions to our faith. Some questions are honestly seeking understanding. Some questions are more aggressive challenges. And we and our children can learn to respond to all of them with respect for the questioner's inherent worth and dignity. So many issues of the present day call us to be the presence of a faith that is loving and that responds to our world not only with great love, but with sanity and reason. Whether it's the resurgence of Islamophobia or the horrifying prevalence of bullying and its aftermath, or any one of the countless ways in which humans can be less than what they are called to be, we can't wake up any morning in Shreveport, Louisiana, and think that we don't have anything to do. Thank you for helping this morning to ensure that here in Shreveport, and throughout the country and throughout the world, Unitarian Universalists will be here to do it.
As we extinguish our chalice, let us take its light within us and these words written by Alfred Cole for the Unitarian Fellowship Hymn and Service Book of 1949. May light and understanding descend upon us here that each individual soul may be blessed in its attempts to follow the higher way. May the influence of this hour shed their benediction upon us and give us peace. Amen.